Hello, folks, and welcome to Reality Blows, and I'm pretty sure the last New Jersey edition. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley. In a matter of days, we will be packing up a pod and moving across the country. That's right, folks. We will be moving to Los Angeles, California. Ever heard of it? Uh, I will say, folks, that right now I'm having trouble with my cans, and I ain't talking about my breasts. I'm talking about my headphones. Okay, I fixed it. Folks, now I can hear myself talk. Let the games begin! Now, we had originally had, if you listen to Monday's, last Monday's episode, Nick had like a real fun plan of pre-recording a bunch of apps. Watch it right there, Brooke (laughs) Roberts, because what you don't know is when you were upstairs picking your damn butthole, (laughs) I was down here recording three, that's right, three interviews with three different people who don't live where they used to. That's not true. It is. And I'm going to be playing him at the end of this podcast. Yeah, right. Number one, a man that you know and I know, his name is Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. I didn't really get anything in order. Yeah, this podcast is coming to you pretty much uh, the day before, like usual. You know, we're on our same podcasting schedule. We are going to do one from the road. So if you were concerned about not being up to date on the latest and and greatest Nick and Ash news, no fear, because... uh, it uh, looks like our procrastination has come through once again. Have no fear. Reality blows is here. So we've been doing like the last minute scramble. I keep referring on my YouTube uh, channel to something I like to call moving brain, which is like my brain is just focused on moving. So I'm forgetting to do a lot of other stuff, you know, like turn off lights, that sort of thing. Reply to emails. I'm distracted, one might say. We are completely taking care of all the last minute details and even things we didn't realize we needed to do. Even things that we didn't even want to do. Yeah, like yesterday we're packing, we're packing, we're packing. And then I noticed that my shoes stink, okay? (laughs) I noticed that my shoes stink. And these are the shoes I've had for about a year and a half in New Jersey. And they were going to be my traveling shoes. Uh, You know, we already packed up all of our shoes, which... If you are about to move, I would recommend not doing that first because we're now walking around in like like sandals, the both the, both of us. Hey, mine was a choice, okay? I made a mistake and I packed up all my shoes and then taped up the box and it's just I can't open a box. You know, once you put the tape on it, it's over. So I made a mistake and now I, I have these stinky ass shoes and I'm looking at them and I'm like, babe, we can't go across the country in a car with a litter box and stinky shoes. We just can't do it. I can't be in a car with stinky shoes. It was an odd request from Ashley where we were driving around trying to get some stuff done and then all of a sudden we had to go to the mall to go to a Foot Locker. But we did I was do like, that. I had to buy new shoes. That's the, that's the odd request he speaks of. Yeah, you, 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 you needed them. I, I don't know if you needed them. Hold on. Just want everybody to know what you know what I'm drinking right now. That's right, it's a polar seltzer with the essence of oh no, it's a mango seltzer with the essence of fresh limes. That's what we're that's my favorite flavor. It's very good. It's very good. These two flavors that we have because you're I got strawberry or cherry lemonade, I think cherry uh, and lime, tart lime, ooh, tart cherry and lime, something like that, something like that. Yeah, yeah, these are great. These are great. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Ashley needed absolutely needed 
to uh, get new shoes, and she did. And I also think Nick should get some new shoes. I don't want to be stuck in a car for 40 hours with all of our stinky shoes and stinky Lily. That's right. Stinky-ass Lily is going to be in the car with us. This is something that we've been sort of trying to come to terms with, her stinky ass being in the car, pooping and peeing in that car as well, hopefully in a box that we prepared for her all the way in the back. Yeah, Nick went and got all the PetSmart supplies. We got a a covered litter box for our little baby. We got some feline pine, which is like litter that's made out of pine, so it smells, you know, natural and good. Piney. Piney. Um, we got her, he got her a calming collar, which I guess has some sort of pheromones in it to calm your cat, a calming spray. Um, and then we got her really the cherry on top, which is the cutest little ID necklace ever. It's a little pink heart. It has her name on it. And then our phone number's on the back. Absolutely. And you know, she's staring at Ashley right now on the bed. She's kind of just kind of dozing a little bit but really just kind of looking at ashley i'm fairly certain actually looking at me (laughs) i'm fairly certain i know we've mentioned this before but right now it's really hitting me i think she thinks our podcast is when we all sit down and and ashley and i talk to lily she really does she (laughs) she looks at us as if we're having a conversation with her yeah like we're telling her stories or something and she's smiling and doing the slow blink at us yeah she's a very she's a very cute cat she's cute you guys know it we had to pill her the other day though we did have to test out a pill on her okay so we got this we took her to the vet you guys heard that story where we took her to the vet and we basically learned that she's a little picky princess and we're overfeeding her i like that when we were at the vet and i was like uh yeah she she's always asking for more food and then they were basically like and what do you guys do when she asks for more food and we were like we we give give it to her just give it to her they were basically like you could not do that we're like oh Oh, you cannot do that interesting i'll write that down okay we will not do that anymore so when we were at the vet we were like we we don't know if we're gonna fly with her we don't know if we're gonna drive with her but we do know she might might get uh agitated in the past we've taken her in the car in the past we've had a couple of very different situations we've had her meowing nonstop when we took her from north carolina to brooklyn which was really eight hours of meowing and we've had her just kind of be chill when we've taken and it her wasn't to New like, Jersey. It wasn't like meow, 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 meow. She wasn't like dancing around in the back. It was more like a <laughs> Oh, please, please, why are you taking me? Yeah, it was it was sad. It was a sad eight hours. And I sat meow. in the back with her and she was like meow. Stop it, Nick. It was and like Nick that. is it was like looking like, at her and meowing. Stop. And, and her eyes are got pretty big. She's like, Why is this motherfucker keep saying toilet to me? <laughs> <laughs> So we're like, yeah, she might freak out. And they were like, okay, there's this medicine that we give cats. It's like super gentle, super easy. Nick knows the name of it. It's like gabapentin or something. Gabapentin. Gabapentin. So they were like, give her half. And they were like, um, why don't you, you should try it out on her before you guys hit the road just so she you can just so you know that she doesn't have any adverse side effects and that she'll be okay like do it while you're at home and you can call us and we were like okay done so on thursday we did like a quarter of a pill so a half of a half we gave it to her it was a whole big production nick cried um he went and got pill pockets he was so upset that we were giving the cat i didn't a sedative. Cry. your eyes watered babe. i got a little odd yes you it's got been a weird, weird. Week. Now, you were like i don't want to give our cat a pill you I were like did. freaking well, about well, it here's what freaked me out it's like i don't like the idea that like 
hey, let's just give her this pill and see what happens. Like, I understand it's not exactly like that, Lily. Okay, we were doing this for you. She's staring at me, so I figured <laughs> I should address her. Um, but I, I, you know, we do have to, you know, you don't want to test out medication while you're, like, driving from Cincinnati to fucking, what's the next stop after Cincinnati? Um, Springfield. Springfield. You know, you don't want, you, you, you just don't want to deal with that. The Midwest uh, vets, they don't know nothing. I've seen Dr. Pohl. He's just sticking his goddamn mitts up a cow's ass and ripping out its heart. Okay, I don't want to deal with that. I understand that we have to test this medication out while we're here in the comforter of our own home in New Jersey with the vet uh, a block away, basically. So I get it, but it did sort of feel to me like it was just like, yeah, let's see what happens to her. You know what I mean? Like we're 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 drugging our cat just to look at her. She didn't need to be drugged. She was already very chill that day. We just needed to make sure she didn't like pant or get super yeah. dozy. They were like, she should just be kind of regular, but like a little more calm. Apparently this medication is pretty on the low end and pretty safe. It's so. very gentle. So we gave her one in a pill pocket and then we watched her for like 10 minutes, maybe 15. Everything seemed cool. We we just went downstairs, hung out with Nick's sister, Gabby, who came over. And then every now and then I would come back up or one of us would come back up into the room and Lily just looked kind of drunk. She was just kind of hanging out, sleeping. She pretty look. We gave her a quarter of it. So she... Wasn't even the recommended dose, so she was fine on a quarter of it. We seem like it seems like she'll be even more fine when we give her a half. As a matter of fact, the results were so incredible. I I take two every morning, so <laughs> uh, we got to get more before we leave. But um, yeah, it's uh, it was a little stressful for me. But I'll tell you, I you know we look at our cat and we go, she's so smart. What a smart little cat. I put this fucking big white pill right in a pill pocket, which is just some dumbass treat. Put it on the floor. This motherfucker ate it in one second. Yeah, and, she didn't and even wanted think more. twice. And wanted more. I'm I can't like, believe she was fooled by dude, the pill pocket. If, if, a, if a sneaky man comes over and wants to slip her like a little... A roofie? Roofie or something, and it, you know, some tomcat comes by, you know, now I'm afraid that uh, my... My uh, goddamn cat has no uh, discer discerning instincts. I know. I'm over here telling Nick that I'm pretty sure she understands English. Meanwhile, she's like eating pills off the ground <laughs> wrapped in like a thin layer of a tree. Because it smells like a stinky ass salmon or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the first 15, 20 minutes she didn't do. She just seemed totally normal. And we were like, okay, she's fine. Um, I went when I was looking for the pill pockets before I realized that there was an actual like aisle for a section for like medication style stuff for cats. Yeah. I I was like over in the treats area and I was like, why is there none of these treats offering a pill pocket form? And, and I'm look, so I got to really look at a lot of treats cause I felt like a dumbass and didn't want to ask. So I was really staring at them. I'm like, am I missing something? There's this one treat they're pushing there called like something wraps. They're like wraps. And I'm like wraps, like wacky wraps. I'm like, what the first of all, it sounded like it was like some sort of like a weed thing. You know, I was like Rap wacky wraps. Yeah. It sounds like a blunt wrap. Right. So I'm like looking at it and I realized like, or stinky wraps or something. No. <laughs> and I looked and it's just like, like kind of like a candy coating wrapped around just like a little fish you can see his eye but like a little tiny fit like the like little killies like oh, little like teeny tiny like bait like fish, minnows like minnows yeah you could see them and they were like encrusted in like rock form with like a, a like a little wrap around them it weird. was really weird but i wanted to buy them and give them to lily just because i think it'd be fun for lily to eat a little fish 
I can't believe we're so lucky we have such a perfect cat. We should move on. We should move on. Once it gets to that point where we're just like, we love our cat. And we're like, okay, we've moved out of podcasting territory and into like embarrassing territory, which sometimes the Venn diagram is quite close. Well, it's not a Venn diagram. It's just two circles on top of each other. Pretty much. So I got new shoes and I got a new iPhone. Yes. Ashley got, but did you tell people what kind of shoes you got? You got the Superstar Adidas. I got Superstar Adidas. Really though. The classics. You guys know the classics. We went out to do, we went out to like hit up Coinstar, get more boxes from Lowe's, drop off a bunch of shit at Goodwill. And then that's when I was like, I got to get new shoes. I can't be in the car for, with all these stinky shoes. Nick needs new shoes too. I'm still bent on that. So the problem is I, Ashley was like, fine. I liked the kind of shoes Ashley got. I was like, I just don't want to buy the same shoes that Ashley have. Like we can't be rolling around with the same shoes. Well, I'd like to say what I'm going to say right now, which is that I usually put so much thought into what kind of shoes I'm going to get. And I usually like, I'm like, so I'm planning ahead for the shoe. I'm wanting the shoe for quite some time. And you're this, pining for I'm the pining shoe. You're for the shoe. Because it's, it's an integral part of the outfit. Some so. say integral integral part of the outfit and so i was like i need the shoe i I always i know what i'm doing basically when i walk into a footlocker but with this i was just like i just need some shoes to go across the country that don't stink so i just saw an old pair of adidas superstar i had some in high school i liked them they were comfortable i know what my size is in adidas i was like i'll just buy those and they were like, uh, do you want to try them on? I was like, no. And then the first place we went to didn't have them. Second place we went to didn't have them. Didn't have my size. Third place, Journeys, which Nick had sworn off. Nick was like, we can't go in Journeys. They freaking had them. The people in Journeys are always so like lonely. I just can't even bear to look at it. Also, Journeys to me always kind of, as a sneaker snob, always sort of uh, looks to me like it's kind of like a DSW that's like, but for kids, you know, the stuff, the shoes that they offer are always like not the top of the line of that top of the line. They don't have the top of the line models of uh, shoes or silhouettes, if you will, of sneakers, you know. And uh, I don't know. It just kind of, but you went in there and knocked it out of the park after I was like, no, no journeys. But luckily we're in a mall. So those stores that you struck out at were all like one store away from one another. Yeah. But have you ever seen me buy a pair of shoes without trying them on? No, I was surprised. I was surprised. And I asked, I go, did you try them on? You're like, no. And I was like, good. And I like stepped away. Nick was like, I like your style. I didn't want to like say like, oh, really? And then Ashley would have been like, wait, should I have? And then she would have ripped them open and started doing the thing where she presses down on her toe and then looks at me like sad, like, is this good? (laughs) No, I can't do 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 this. And I'm touching it. I do sometimes ask him to feel my toe. That is true. You can't tell where your toe is, but uh, okay. Um, Anyway, so Ashley bought shoes. I went into all the sneaker stores that she went into and kind of looked around as well. And I, I just, if I'm in a Foot Locker, unfortunately at this point in my life like i don't want to spend more if i'm in a footlocker for like travel shoes i don't want to spend more than 75 dollars on sneakers because like the sneakers that i buy are usually just like i order them online from different companies and distributors or whatever uh different apps that you kind of have to almost like bid on a sneaker and it's like I kind of save my sneaker money up for like stuff where you uh, save them for the big good, drops, good, good sneakers that I love. Rare. And it's Let's like, say I can't spend a hundred dollars on a dumbass pair of Nikes. Like Nick is not buying shoes at the mall. 
Nick is doing intensive research and getting limited re- limited release sneakers. I, I that was what I was doing. I don't do that any longer. I haven't really done that in New Jersey at all. So, but that's what you were doing. Yeah. Now I buy VHS tapes for a dollar at a Goodwill. <laughs> Things have changed. But when I get back, because I don't I don't see anybody. I don't go out right. anymore. So yeah. why am I buying sneakers? I think I bought one pair of sneakers like last summer and. They like were kind of ill-fitting. I bought them online, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing this for?" Right. So my goddamn grandma, who's basically blind, it's like no one's looking at these. Ashley sees the sneakers and she goes, "Those are cool," and then moves away, and then that's it. That's all I'm getting. So it's like ah. But then I wear my good sneakers out when we go to the city, and then uh, there's literally a circle around me asking me how I get my sneakers. One time. Oh yeah, that's right. That's how this used to go. Yeah. All right. I used to be the sneaker guy. He really is. I went and bought some running shoes. I'm sure we talked about it on the pod because we literally tell you guys every single thing that happens in our life. But I went. No, and don't got- say that. No, there's a lot of cool <laughs> shit we don't tell you. Okay, this isn't all it. I don't want people thinking that's all we do. But uh, we got other stuff going on. We just we have a different podcast. We we do it for. We went into a running. Uh, we, I went to get running shoes and. I was getting some running shoes. I was working with the staff, but really what was happening was the staff was circling around Nick being like, oh, those are cool. Where'd you get those? Uh, Do you know about these that are coming out? Like making small talk with Nick. Unfortunately, I mean, it's like there's no secret here. Uh, I'm not like being, uh, oh, weird. What? It's like I'm wearing Jordans and they just happen to be Jordans with color combinations. Cool Jordans. That that you don't necessarily see at the Foot Locker. You know, you have to kind of. You have to just be, basically, I belong to a couple of, I downloaded a few apps and they go, hey, tomorrow these are dropping. And I go, I like these. And then I wake up at 10 a.m. and I make sure I press, and if I get them, I get them. If I don't, I don't. And I usually don't. But that there's no uh, there's no secret there. But to bring us back to what we were doing, I was walking around these, I'm like resigning myself to like actually telling me that my sneakers stink, even though I'm like, I don't think my sneakers stink. But Ashley's like, our sneakers stink. <laughs> All right, we can't have them in the car with Lily. And I'm like, this seems like a strange, like, <laughs> false argument. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm, like, never opposed to going to a mall to shop for sneakers. So I'm like, all right, let's go. I just couldn't bring myself. I wanted to buy a pair of Harachis, which are, like, a, uh, almost like a sock sneaker that Nike puts out. And you've seen them before. They're in all the Foot Lockers. But, man, it's like they the ones that I would buy are 120 And then when they're on sale, like, they're, like, $100. And I'm like... Dude, these sneakers are going to get scuffed up on my trip. Like, I needed stuff that would be good on a trip. Yeah, bangers. And so, beaters. Beaters. Bangers would be the sneakers I don't want to take on a trip. But I uh, I have a pair of white vans that are like, I purposely beat up. Because I like beat up white vans. And uh, I'm like, okay, these will be my sneakers. But Ashley just looks at them and tells me they stink. But I don't think they do. And then I Did took, you sniff them? I did. They don't. They You promise? I promise because I've only worn them probably like 12 times. Okay, that's fair. I was really saying our shoes stink, meaning my shoes yes, stink. Yes, and, and you kept I lumping ass- me in. I assume yours do as well, well. You wear your stinky sneakers every day with bad socks. Like, you're just not you're not up on how to do this like you don't own enough pairs of sneakers to have your sneakers not stink that's the trick people are like whoa look your sneakers are so clean man i don't know how you do it. it's like i own more than two pairs of sneakers okay unfortunately you only own a pair you run in and a pair you do everything else with and i'm not talking about you ashley i'm talking about everybody yeah no but specific me i am like that i have one pair of shoes and then i'll just wear them every day for like eight months and then get rid of them yes 
Anyway, enough about shoes. Let's talk about the main event of the day of the pod of the end of October for us, which was watching the Evil Dead trilogy, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. Nick had gotten all three on VHS during his, you know, couple of months of uh, tape hunting. Are you watching his YouTube channel, by the way? It's called Uncle Nick's Thrifty Vids, and you can follow him as he thrifts for vids. Also, there's a couple of travel vlogs well, up there. My YouTube channel is my name, Nick Maritato. But on there, I, I've been doing a vlog. And I told you about that last week. But go sub- subscribe over there. And uh, it was my couple of months of collecting VHS tapes. But those couple of months are still here. and it's, We're still in those couple I, of I'm months. I'm going to continue to do it. It's what my YouTube channel is, uh, I guess, starting to become. is just me kind of hunting for different uh, cassettes at different thrift stores. But anyway, I didn't actually buy these uh, at thrift stores. I went on eBay and I bought... The the arm uh, the evil dead collection they had some sort of um uh anchor bay i think is the company name and they had released like clamshell like special editions of evil dead evil dead 2 and army of darkness so we had those to watch and i had i thought i had never seen them okay it turns out i've seen a lot of horror movies but they were playing in the background at a friend's house and i was barely watching them because we've watched a couple of these movies where i've been like oh i've seen this before and i'm realizing that like i didn't when i watched it i either just watched like the beginning of it and walked away or i just saw it in the background of a party um but i had seen i had seen a little bit of evil dead one and I had seen a little bit of Army of Darkness but not enough to know the story not enough to understand the significance if you ask me what it was about I I know there's a book involved okay I knew that there is a book involved the book of the dead um, but like I was uh, I think we talked the about this Necronomicon. I think we talked about this last week I am historically and famously anti-scary movies. So the fact that I went on this journey with Nick is really a testament to what a good wife I'll be. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Ashley just gets hooked into stories. So it's uh, if there's some sort of a hook and it's a decently made uh, movie, I think Ashley immediately gets hooked into it. So it's pretty easy to get Ashley into something. And let's be honest, I I owe Nick uh, for the past... I owe Nick a couple of viewings of scary movies um, because of his commitment to watching the entire series of Lost with me, which we will finish. Yeah, and maybe. now my debt <laughs> has know. been paid. And so I I've watched, Ash, the th- I I watched three Halloween movies, three Evil Dead movies. And so now Nick has to finish the series Lost now with me. Now that I got what I needed out of you, and there won't be Halloween for another almost a year, so I can I think it's safely say I don't think I'm ever going back to Lost. Babe, that's too, not the deal. There's too many. We're only we in have season to three finish, or something. We're what at the we end of season four. We have to finish Lost, babe. Uh, I don't know. We've taken a break to watch scary movies, like you said. I haven't even watched any of Succession season two yet. So it's three a, it's yet, over. So. You're done with that show. Oh, You're no, no, only no. a Lost guy now. No, the fourth episode I think comes out this Sunday I think possibly and I'll be watching them all like when as you go to sleep when we're on the road that's basically how that's gonna go Nick tell us a little bit about why you wanted to do the evil dead why did you want to watch evil dead I wanted to watch some of my VHS tapes that's number one is like I wanted to watch I mean the horror VHS is what I started to try to collect and uh, I have a bunch of them and I wanted to watch them and out of those 
the best we could do is Evil Dead. It's not like, I'm not saying, well, we had to do Evil Dead. It's all we had. But I had Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I got a couple other things on VHS that are like uh, definite classics. But I don't know. Texas Chainsaw is too intense for Ashley, I think. Um, and Absolutely. Evil Dead, we could watch a couple of them in a row and it's it would be fun. I wasn't necessarily thinking when I first suggested it that uh, we would watch them all. But once we watched the first one and you were kind of into it and, and didn't get too scared, I was like, oh, OK, we could definitely watch the rest of them then. I definitely got more scared than when we watched Halloween. You did. Evil you got Dead really scared, scared me. You got really scared in Evil Dead 2. Like Evil were... Dead 2 scared me. Army of Darkness did not. <laughs> it's not scary, uh, but it's not meant to be. It's a different movie. It's like a time travel sci-fi horror movie. And it's uh, that's why it's so incredible, these movies. They're uh, written and directed by Sam Raimi for the most part. Uh, Sam Raimi's brother also writes uh, a few of them, I think. Definitely co-wrote Army of Darkness with Sam Raimi. And they're all starring Bruce Campbell, who plays Ash. Um, and they were childhood friends who made like little movies on a Super 8. And then they they created this whole series and made it together. Um, you know, I was doing some backstory for the... I was doing some research for Evil Dead 1. And they basically said they collaborated on everything. That Those three. Specifically Sam and Bruce. And then Todd, the brother, gets kind of dragged along in the fashion of little brothers getting dragged along, you know? Um, but they basically were like, yeah, we just... Bruce was just the actor because that's the guy the girls liked. Right. And they were like, the girls liked him in school, so we just had him in front of the camera. Yeah. But he was still like an active part of the production. Even so, to, he wasn't just an actor. He's like, he's a, a core, he's a, a column, a foundation. He's part of the foundation of this series. In fact, when you do research on it, you learn like he was, he's pushing Sam and Bowie's to get shots. You know, he's fallen over himself. He's a producer. He's yeah, they're listed like, as they a were producer. like a little mini production company yeah um, they really are when you hear bruce campbell talk about the movies it's like we wanted to make this so we decided we're going to go back to that it's not like oh, sam was doing this and i was like i was free so i'd go and do that too it was very much like well we decided that that's what we were going to do next um, yeah uh yeah it's fascinating i mean it kind of reminds me of like a lot of really great sort of stuff like uh you know they're in a way um where are they from they're from Michigan. Yes, they have a very much like I was going to say Chicago. They have very much like like Midwestern North city, Midwest, yeah, yeah, city vibes uh, to to them. Um, but uh, it does sort of remind me of like the um, you know the guys who made Foot Fist Way, you know, like yeah. David Gordon Green and and uh, Danny McBride, and yeah. Jody, what's his name? She's a pack of friends. She's a pack of friends who like went to art school together who are like trying to make movies together. And it's interesting because that's the crew of guys that made the movies that we had just watched, which are the Halloween movies. Yeah. That's David oh, that's Green. true. And that is so it's true. kind of like you're you're getting a you know there, there's something about that like yeah. like having like a team of friends who like kind of make it big making movies and now they get a little bit of a budget and they get to make all that stuff but i find it fascinating sort of the whole deal for the thing like evil evil dead you know cle like a low budget b horror movie that was like basically bait for like uh, film festivals and they wanted to like get into the film industry and at, at that time in order to, you know, an easy way to get in 
uh, and get people's attention was to make a horror film. I, I don't think Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell had any intentions on being horror movie people. They just were like, oh, this is a way that we could do this on a little budget because we could just rent a house and just make it all in the house, et cetera, et cetera. And it did exactly that. It came out, and uh, I think like anybody who was anybody in horror was like, this is kind of the new cool fucking horror movie. Uh, let's see what these guys have to offer. And it kind of got their foot into Hollywood, and they were able to make a couple more films uh, that were not horror movie films, but those films didn't do very well. And so it was like, oh shit, we're losing our heat. Let's go back and make Evil Dead 2. And so they make Evil Dead 2, and then there's a whole slew of, uh, of sort of like um, production company uh, jargon and issues that they had to go through. And so Evil Dead 2, if you're familiar, it's almost like, it's almost like a, what, what Bruce Campbell calls it is it's a requel, uh, where it's like a, uh, it's a sequel, but it's also a kind of like a reboot at the same time, where you do not need to have seen the small release of Evil Dead to kind of get on board with what's going on in Evil Dead 2, which is a lot of the same in that movie, but then towards the middle and the end, it definitely progresses the storyline. And there's also lots of differences in that movie between Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2, which I definitely want to get Ashley's opinion on here, because Evil Dead 1 is a horror movie, right? That's a, That is a just straight-up scary movie. There are moments in it where some of, uh, as they call them, deadites which are just basically like when the evil takes over somebody, you know, a demon. The demons are kind of like shitty. Like they're scary, but they're also like really like shitty in a way where you're like, you fucking asshole. Like, and there's something funny about a demon like taunting you in that way. And that definitely happens in Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2, the comedy amps up like threefold. There's a lot more funny in that movie and purposeful funny, I think. Well, something that Nick and I talked about specifically with Army of Darkness, but you see it in the, the these first two movies, which is that we are used to zombies and demons being almost like robotic killing machines. Sort of you think of sort of like an apex predator, but these demons have um, personality. And even when you get to Army of Darkness, when you have these skeletons, an army of skeletons. Skeletons, they're like they're like sarcastic they're yeah. annoyed yes uh, i mean we're getting ahead of ourselves but, yeah but i have some things i want to say about what you just said but go ahead and say your i next was gonna thing. say this just the skeletons in army of darkness which is the third movie is um it they're just like you think they're going to be as ashley said like kind of like mindless like zombie of army uh, army of zombies or army of like animated skeletons and you've seen them they just kind of like in movies where they just waves of them and you just like but <laughs> in army of darkness like when they're being like when they're shooting catapults at them like there's all these takes of these skeletons being like whoa whoa what's that like yeah. like, they, like they react like they're human yeah <laughs> and hey now hey oh no here we go like <laughs> it's funny i don't yeah. know there's something funny about it and all the way in the evil dead uh, one and two you know they're like these these deadites you know these demons are are like just kind of funny shitty demons they're still like frightening as hell though like, yes in the first two movies the demons are they do something with there's the the makeup in this and i believe the dude who does the makeup in in are in, in um evil dead 2 that's the guy who was doing the romero films right i forgot mm. what his name is the but guy with like, the long hair yeah he's got long yeah. hair he's like a gene uh, like yeah. a genius like he's a genius i forgot uh, what his name is costume but. and 
um, artificial makeup effects guy. Horror guy. He's horror, like yeah. the horror guy. Um, you know, he did uh, uh, From Dust Till Dawn and like all of these. He did like hundreds of films and lots of them like really, really great uh, effects. I forgot what his name is. Who, who cares? But they're just really, they are shitty. They are kind of funny, but like they're really freaky looking, these these deadites. So just I want to say a couple of things before we move on, because you were talking about the origins of this movie um, and, and how it was done on a budget. And something, a couple of interesting facts I found is that Bruce Campbell put up his family's farm as collateral so that they could get the money from the bank to shoot this film. The First Evil Dead? First Evil yeah, Dead. Wow. And it was also sponsored by a lot of low local businesses in northern Michigan who like sent these guys because it was filmed in Tennessee they sent these guys like gas and food to feed the crew now would you believe that Sam is it Rami 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 Sam Rami had just turned you ready for this I'm gonna say 21 20 yeah just turned 20 he shooting looks this. so young filming when you see like little still cannot believe filming. it now, now sam raimi became like a huge director he's directing the new, like he doc the new doctor strange movie for marvel is coming out in 2022 he's directing it yeah he directed he dir- the uh spider-man the first three spider-man spider-man uh, <laughs> spider-man um he directed the first three spider-man movies the toby Maguire movies whatever you think of them i mean that's those were big budget films yeah. and if you remember in the first Spider-Man movie, I don't know if you remember, Ash. Do you remember that movie much? Mm-mm. The origins of Spider-Man where he's fighting, who actually is um, uh, the Macho Man, because he, mm-hmm. he does. He got these new powers, and he just goes down to the wrestling thing, and he's got like a costume that isn't really the Spider-Man costume. Yeah. The ring announcer is Bruce Campbell, which is a lot of fun. Oh, that's and cool. He has, he has a great little cameo in that. So who are Spider-Man has like an aunt and an uncle. What are their names? Uh, aunt May and Uncle Ben. So the car that they drive in the Spider-Man movies is the same car from Evil Dead. Oh, it is? It's yeah. like a station wagon? Yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's the same exact car. Oh, really? They're using yeah, it? Yeah. There's it's like, lots of little Easter eggs to the Evil Dead movies, I believe, in these. And then... uh. Sam Raimi has made, he's gone back to doing a little bit of horror. I know we're all over the place, but who cares? This isn't our, our official movie thing. We're just chatting. But um, there's a movie called Drag uh, Drag Me to Hell that came out a few years ago, which was actually just the team of Evil Dead just made a straight up horror movie written by Sam and Todd. Cool. Uh, I think Bruce Campbell, might, he doesn't star in it. I think uh, Justin, um, who's like the little Justin guy, who's not Bieber. No, no, not, <laughs> yeah, you're right, but not Thoreau. But there's like another one who was like in a lot of teen movies. Oh yeah, he dated Drew Barrymore. He was the Dell guy, maybe he, something. But he was, um, he, I believe he was the star of that movie. Um, or the Mac guy, yeah. And I remember I saw it in the theaters. I don't really recall it, but it's really well reviewed. Uh, yeah. So it was kind of like Sam Raimi's like return to horror. Sam Raimi also made Dark Man. If I don't know if you remember that, but he made Dark Man in the in the very early '90s uh, with Liam Neeson, and it was like a noir comic strip sort of thing. And yeah, he they made a lot of good stuff, but. I think it's fun that like they he tried to make a couple of movies it failed and then they were like let's just go back to Evil Dead too. That's what and the they people did want. That, and it killed and then they made a couple of movies and uh, Bruce Campbell's like yeah and I think it those failed too and so we're like fuck it I guess we're doing Army of Darkness and so they did Army of Darkness which I believe did also pretty well. So this this franchise kind of has three movies that are kind of like almost incredible. Like I don't know any part of those movies that are really like maybe the claymation 
in Evil Dead 2 and Evil De- and the stop motion in Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness is a little dated, but it's just kind of fun. It's you know? awesome. It's so much more visually interesting than like aged CGI. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, there's also like an IFC series that came out that had three called Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Right, that you want to watch. I'm 100% going to watch it now that I'm in the Evil Dead world because uh, I never saw any of it. I kind of just was like, ah, that's cool. Now, and, but now it's on Netflix streaming, so it's like, let's do it. I had no idea how important the foreign market was to this movie, because basically it's the reason why Evil Dead was a success. This movie was such a hit internationally, and it was uh, it, it, it made it possible for there to be an Evil Dead 2. Something I thought was interesting was that Sam wanted to call this movie The Book of the Dead, And I can't tell, I don't know if it was his um, foreign distributor, I think it was, was like, or or someone in charge who had given him some money was like, no, don't have any sort of literary reference to it. The kids don't want like the word book in the title. Interesting, yeah. So they went with Evil Dead, which they said was like the the best runner up uh, of names that were pitched. But something I want to talk to you about, Nick, that I don't think you know about that I thought was so interesting was the cabin. What do you know about the cabin? Do you um, know anything about the cabin in this first movie? Was it um their grandfather's cabin or something? Like that? This cabin was completely a straight up abandoned cabin. Oh. They didn't rent it. They didn't they didn't do anything. They found this abandoned cabin in the woods. First off, they couldn't find they were trying to find a cabin in Michigan, but they could not find um any cabin that they could like you know, mess up and that they were so worried about the winter being cold. And then it turned out that this was like the coldest winter Tennessee had had in like 80 years, which was a, which was important because this abandoned cabin didn't have power, didn't have anything. They literally had to spend days cleaning horse shit out of it. That horses had gotten and were staying in that cabin at some point. They, they did, they basically had to remodel the cabin and then um, they shot in there and then after they shot in there, Sam Ra- Raimi burnt it to the ground. He burnt the cabin to the ground. No one knows exactly where it is. There's like, if you ask, like, where's this cabin? Because also the production crew made like a capsule and they shoved it in the fireplace, like a, a history capsule. So like hardcore fans want to find this capsule, right? That's been in there for like 40 years now in the fireplace. And the fireplace is the only thing that is still standing from the cabin, but no one knows the location of it. Why did he burn it to the ground? This seems like a myth. No, it's true. Why did he do that? I don't know. He said he did it. He was 20. (laughs) He thought it would be cool, I guess. I don't know if he burnt it to the ground. He said he burnt it to the ground. Well, it's um well there's something i don't know about wait hold on i'm so sorry but like they didn't have (laughs) electricity or heat and the crew was staying in that cabin and they were so miserable and they got in fights constantly because they they were they were sleeping in this abandoned structure with no heat in the dead of winter yeah that's what i was about to say they referenced we watched or i I think you were kind of sleeping but I watched a documentary on Evil Dead 2 that was about 90 minutes long on YouTube. It's probably from like a Blu-ray release or something. Um, And uh, the references to Evil Dead 1 were like, we had to figure out how to like make a production livable because Evil Dead 1 and then their next film, which was called Crime Watch, which was like a madcap comedy, um, which bombed, which forced them to do, not forced them, but kind of forced their hand to maybe make Evil Dead 2. 
and thank God because we Evil Dead Two is like a gem. Um, but like apparently that production as well was like awful. Like mm. where m- people were miserable on those shoots, and like Sam didn't really know how to make a like a film shoot doable yet. And Evil Dead Two was the first time where they actually were like, oh, we have to like make sure that this isn't miserable for everybody. Let me read this to you. Filmed in a real-life abandoned cabin, the cabin um, used as the film set was also lodging for the 13 crew members with several people sleeping in the same room. Living conditions were terrible, and the crew frequently argued. They didn't have plumbing, so the actors went days without showering and fell ill frequently in the freezing weathers. In the freezing weather, by the end of production, they were burning furniture to stay warm. I mean, this so they probably seems... burned it down by accident. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's what happened. Um, but it just seems like really a terrible situation. Also, the amount of times Bruce Campbell gets hurt, if you look up IMDb trivia, like he's like twisting his ankle, bonking his head, getting his nose broken. At one point he, so you know those opening shots of the swamp with the smoke coming off of it? Bruce Campbell is just in the water pushing Sam with the camera and these dinghies. He like tripped on something in the water and filmed and uh, messed up his ankle before he's even filming as an actor. That's, you know, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. You know what I love about these, one of the aspects I love about this, uh, these movies is Bruce Campbell just gets his ass beat yeah. throughout this whole thing. It's just like, he just keeps getting beat up and he never dies, but he just keeps getting beat the hell up. And it's just like, almost slapstick on it i know that um sam was like a huge like a big influence for him was uh the three stooges like he's such a three stooges mark and you could see a little bit of that in in the evil dead movies there's like a lot of like you know like a a zombie bonks him on the head and then he pokes it in the eyes you know what i mean and then a pan falls over him and he there's like slapstick comedy in these movies specifically in the second and third installments but um yeah, no, it's it's interesting how beat to shit he is. And then when you eventually get, and the character of Ash, like in that first one, he's like romantic and then like a hero and doesn't say much. And then it's just kind of getting dealing with all of the, you know, the horror that's happening around him and his girlfriend, his sister and blah, blah, blah. In the second one, they get rid of a couple of characters and it's just his girlfriend, Linda. And then it's like girlfriend Linda gets possessed and he's like having to deal with that. And then he has to like, chop her up and it's just like him dealing with all of this but then he starts getting his ass beat in that second one by by these monsters like just kicking his ass like you know vines are beating him up the woods are getting him and you know the second one he's got a little like towards the end i mean he's i believe you know spoiler alert spoiler alert he's cutting his own damn hand off he's you know doing he's chopping pieces of his body up just to make sure that he's not possessed and you know he kind of starts turning into kind of like the action hero and then army of darkness rolls around and he's basically like bruce willis in die hard where he's just like this like I got a headache and I can't deal with any of this shit anymore. You know, he's kind of like a dick to everyone around him. And yeah. And then Ashley was like, wow, he's like, we're watching this film and, and Army of Darkness starts. And you're like, wow, he's kind of an asshole in this. And yeah. I'm like, think about what happened to him in the last two days. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like his whole world is flipped around and he's got a chainsaw for an arm and he had to cut up his girlfriend and his sister and his best friend. And, 
you know, like it's it's all and it's like he's just over it. And it's and it's much more comedy based in that in Army of Darkness. But I fucking loved Army of Darkness. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Speaking of the characters sort of arc, the first um, the first version of this movie of, of Evil Dead was 117 minutes. They ended up cutting it down to 85 minutes. Love it. And all of that that they cut out was the characters sort of was the character of Ash going through um, terror over losing his friends and then guilt about not being able to save him. So his emotional arc during that movie was edited down. They cut out like 20 minutes of that. But I feel like you still get it. I feel like you still get his his journey. He's phenomenal. Bruce Campbell is phenomenal. I, I just think he's so good. Such a talent. Such a great kind of like leading man, mm-hmm. you know. He's, he's, you know, he's got the the big square jaw, you know. Yeah, he's, kind he's of a like classically. A, he looks classically like handsome. A, like he kind of rem- resembles like uh, like classic like leading men of like the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, you know? absolutely. He's got an old Hollywood yes, sort of he face. Does. And, and his his because uh, he's, Charlton Heston. Also, that like Midwestern sort of city sort of, uh, you know, uh, voice he has also kind of lends itself to like this. All right. Now you, you know, like, yeah, cut it out. Right. You know, I can't do it. Here's a couple um, of little facts. I Oh, were you going to say something? Oh, no, no, no. I was was just failing with my impression. I just, there was, you know, all week I've been like, man, I can't wait till we record that pod, Nick. I got some fun facts for you. Remember that? Yes. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. So you know that first scene where they're like drinking, all of the friends are drinking, and then they find the book of the dead and they read it, you know? Yes. That scene was originally written as them being high. They like smoke a joint and then they read the th- the book and blah, blah, blah. And that's how they shot it. They should, they got high and they did that scene and it, they said it was so unusable because they were all high and it wait was, till they actually got stoned. Yeah. Like, cause they're like <laughs> 19 and 20. They're like 19 and 20. Yeah. They're like, well, the script says we should get high. I guess we get high. And yeah, yeah. you know, so they got high, they filmed that scene. They had to like completely reshoot it. There was no usable footage from that, yeah. which I thought was like a funny fact. And also just, I would love to see that scene though. I it just, if it's there. yeah. Where's that footage? Uh, unfortunately we're watching things on VHS, but I'll, I'll get us the uh, I'll get us the Blu-rays. We'll watch them again. Um, another fun comes fact. In a, I had it at one point. Comes in the Necronomicon, the skin book. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the box box set. It's fucking great. Yeah. I thought like I when I was reading about the name being changed from the Book of the Dead to the Evil Dead, I also read. Um, a couple of foreign translation names. Yeah, these are always great. I loved them. I think my favorite was um, The Spirit of the Woods was oh. one of the titles. And then another title was like uh, A Darkness in the Woods. Oh, okay. Like, you know, there's uh, they focus more on the woods in that. And did you know that he he dies in the first one? I mean, that was the that's intention. what they said. But you don't actually see him die. You don't he, see him he die. He gets hit with the spirit in the woods and then it's you know boom we're we're in the credits we're in the credits and yeah. and and then as i was saying in evil dead 2 you almost get like a 20 minute sort of recap of seeing scenes that are altered a bit from the first movie and that 
the brother, the sister and the sister's boyfriend aren't there. Well, there's three characters. So there's five of them go to the cabin in the first. It's Bruce and his girlfriend and then three other characters. And um, those three characters get edited out in the second one. And then in the second movie, we're introduced to another three characters, which is the archaeologist's daughter, um, the two locals. And the archaeologist's daughter had like a blonde guy with her. So four yeah. characters. They get edited out in the third one. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. always just goes back to Bruce and his girlfriend. Yeah, it's interesting that they chose to do that. I don't know exactly why they chose to do that. Not why not just like recast everybody and have them be in the. But maybe it's just like what you what 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 they sort of do in like this time in Ash versus whatever. It's kind of like it almost feels like that where it's it's in the in the first movie it's just very much like you know. Cabin in the Woods, like scary movie slasher. Five college friends. You know, like classic. But as the movies progress, it's more like the adventures of Ash. And, you know, it's kind of like turns into just the Ash movie. And it turns into a comic book almost. Like Ash becomes like a comic book hero. It's like a serialized like thing. It's classic. And you almost... um, that what with the director and what the the last week on is almost like what you would get in a Lost, where it's like there's a billion characters in Lost, but it's like honestly, all you need to know is that Saeed used to be a and you know a, a, some sort of an informant, some sort of a, a person here, and that uh, you know Jack is did this last week. That's all you need to know for this installment. And that's kind of what they do for Army of Darkness, where it's just like, you just need to know that Ash had to deal with killing his girlfriend, and now he got sucked into a time warp, and now he's in this, like, weird future uh he got sucked to the past but how about um, this they that first movie evil dead that's a real gun with real ammunition that he's just shooting and like blowing window panes out with the shotgun with bullets in it that's insane yeah i mean now they just bought it at kmart and used it on set like they have some some of the something that should should have stayed in 1979. Yeah, that should not yeah. have made it past that century. Yeah. But yeah, some of the things they some of the sounds they added in post when he fires the gun, but a lot of the shots are just a real fucking shotgun and uh it's insane. Another thing I thought was really interesting is that one of the Cohen brothers worked on this movie when he was like a teenager. He like edited Evil Dead 2? No, Evil Dead 1. Oh, really? Yeah, he was like a, a uh Joel or Ethan? Joel. And oh, then cool. he got involved with them and they worked together and the Cohen brothers and they've have a, a decades long history with each other from this oh, point on. Interesting. I wonder if Bruce Campbell's in any of those Cohen brothers movies. I can't really remember. Sam and Bruce like helped fund the Cohen brothers first movie. Basically. Oh, oh, interesting. Which yeah. is also oh. like a horror or something, maybe. Did they do? Did the Coen brothers do Hudsucker Proxy or no? I'm I don't know. Because I know that he wrote, Sam Raimi wrote that or directed that. I didn't get I too know. into it, but I did Whatever, just get. Here's a couple more facts oh, I think okay. you well, would like. We'll round out today's podcast with a couple more facts and then we got to actually get back to packing. Um, do you, oh, here, do you want to hear the Cohen thing? Yeah, go ahead. Joel Cohen was an assistant editor on the film. This was one of his earliest professional jobs. He and his brother, Ethan Cohen, would produce and make the film Simple Blood three years after the release of this film. In preparing to get funding for that film, the Cohens enlisted Is to help. Is it Simple Blood or Blood Simple? Blood Simple. Right. 
In preparing to get funding for that film, the Coens enlisted the help of Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi to help out, and they happily did. Campbell and Raimi also starred in a short film based on scenes of Blood Simple for the Coens to show to to potential investors, which proved successful. Um, Yeah, these guys are like just old school filmmaker guys. It's just like, let's get it done. We'll make a treatment for it, and let's see if we can get into Hollywood somehow. I find it very inspiring. Me too. Okay, here's a couple of fun facts I think you'd be into. This movie was not legal, okay? So this this yeah, Evil they Dead... Have, they didn't have any permits or anything? Oh, yeah. That is 100%. Yeah. It was completely a non-union you probably, gig. You probably can't just fire a real shotgun in the woods through pains of while you're filming and then burn a house down. Yeah, and an abandoned <laughs> house. Just start squatting in an abandoned house. Yeah. It was completely a non-union thing. A lot of the actors changed their name and the credit for this but um it wasn't legal this movie came out i think in 1979 or 1980 it was not a legal movie that you could watch in germany until until 2016 it was outlawed just 36 years obscenity laws yeah basically another thing is when we're watching the beginning of this movie um you see two hitchhikers on the road i was like babe i didn't see those hitchhikers rewind it remember that and you were like this doesn't matter. And I'm like, I bet it's important to the story. And you're like, no, it's not. It is Sam and Todd. That's them. They're the two hitchhikers. Oh, they're just yeah. Well, they're just making the it director look like and the brother. And then in the, when the they're reading the recording um, of the archaeologist reading the Book of the Dead, one of the like mumbled jumbled words he says is Sam and Todd are the hitchhikers. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty neat. Do you think that's cool? I do, but I do think you were like, you were like, we have to go back and look at those hitchhikers. And I was like, I've seen this movie a, a bunch of times. Those hitchhikers don't come back. Sam and Rob das is hikers don de rosada, which means Sam and Rob are the hitchhikers or the hikers on the road. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, any more? No, that's it. Okay. Well, folks, we enjoyed watching those movies. Go ahead and get watch them. Watch them all. They're great movies. We're going to try and watch that series. All that. What? You got something, Ash? I do have one more oh, thing. Wait. I'm so oh, okay. sorry. Go ahead. Go. Okay, so the budget was low, and I told you they, they use live ammunition for a couple of the scenes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, And then, listen to this. At the end of production, Bruce and Robert bought about a hundred shells and shot up every prop used in the cabin. The rest resulting rubble was then lit into a huge barn fire by director Sam. Also one more thing. No reason why though. No reason why no explanation. One more thing is there was no cellar in that house. Two more things. There was no cellar in that house. Right. So they dug a hole and they put a ladder in there. Wow. And then they shot the rest of it in like a bar, like a, a cellar in Michigan. Yeah. They went back to Michigan and shot it. Also, you know how there are like gourds hanging at one point in the shed? Like you go yeah. in to get a thing and there's all those gourds hanging? That is an homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. The shed felt ma- Texas Chainsaw Massacre-y. I don't know if you're ready for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's... I'll There's never watch it. There's something about it that is just a bit too much. It's so tortury. Uh, I don't in, want that. In ways, um, but not so much. You know, every time I watch it and I'm like, oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, here we go. I watch it and I go, you know, it don't hold a candle to Hostel as far as how gross that shit was. You watched Hostel? I've seen the first Hostel. Babe, I, I that's no not one. good for your brain. Um, What's his name? Uh, 
Carrie Carrie Lu's just cutting his own arm off with a with a chain with a Ugh. not a chainsaw. With what like has a, this podcast become? I don't know. Um, okay, folks, that has been today's <laughs> podcast, and quite possibly, and I, I almost I, I would almost put money on it, the last podcast that we will be doing from the Jersey Shore for for quite a while. Uh, the next time you hear from us, we will be on the road. As a matter of fact, right now where you're listening to us on uh, on Monday, uh, we're filling up a pod right now, aren't we? We're filling up a pod of all yeah, of this stuff. Yeah, and, and hopefully we're... we've hired movers to move those boxes into the pod for us. We'll be hitting the road on Wednesday, and we should be uh, rolling in to our new apartment uh, a week from today when you're listening to us. So wish us luck, uh, thoughts and prayers, all that stuff. Uh, uh, think good thoughts about Lily. And get ready because we will be recording on the road. Nick yeah. hasn't committed to it yet, but I have. No, I mean, we're going to bring our... I haven't packed up this recording equipment, so I am having problems with the um, the headphone jack here. It does not seem to be working as it used to, but this this little machine is, is in the world of technology that we're on is almost ancient. The zoom H six. We um, got to upgrade. Well, I have a mixer and a laptop, but we could just do this on the computer, but it's so much gear. This is so yeah, easy. This is great. I love this. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.